Week 10 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 11. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet. From live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. Don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings for any bet placed on UFC 255. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use their promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 years or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Feeling the love for Trebek Perna. Adam Thielen honored the late Alex Trebek with his cleats on Monday Night Football. And just like Trebek, Thielen had all of the answers to beat the Bears with his two-touchdown performance. And I bet Nick Foles is regretting wearing those stupid, stupid Pat Sajak cleats. Wheel of Fortune sucks, bro. Now, today, we'll discuss the Vikings' rise. I'll reveal just how bad my Broncos have been. And the big news is former Giant safety DeAndre Baker has had the armed robbery and aggravated assault charges against him dropped making this my very first extortion episode. Plus, Antonio Brown did some stupid stuff in October, so I'm sure he's a totally changed man now in November. And we dropped the AB incident counter back to zero. Let's go to sports. Now this is a huge story. All charges against safety DeAndre Baker are being dropped. Coincidentally, the Kansas City Chiefs just announced they have interest in signing him. The C in KC stands for Correctional Facility. Now, this is a twist in one of the most bizarre off-season stories from 2020. If you follow this channel, then you know Baker was being prosecuted with four counts of armed robbery and four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm for allegedly robbing housegoers of money and precious jewels back in May. Quentin Dunbar was also initially charged to a lesser extent, but had his charges cleared a while ago, which gave the Seahawks just enough time to add him to the worst secondary in NFL history, where he has fit in perfectly. Now here's why Baker got off. It's because he's white. Oops, Uh, that was Baker Mayfield, of course, being tackled by police in college. DeAndre got off because William Dean, 
The lawyer representing the alleged victims of the robbery has been arrested for extortion. So, the charges being dropped does not necessarily mean that Baker didn't commit the crimes. It just means the victim's lawyer is so dirty that the state of Florida, Florida, can't trust a damn thing about this case. Now, per Pat Leonard on Twitter, Dean was attempting to extort Baker and wanted Baker to pay each of his clients $266,000. A weirdly specific number, and in exchange, the victims would stop cooperating with prosecutors or change their initial statements to weaken the case, which they already have begun doing. The good news for DeAndre Baker is that he won't have to spend at least 10 years in prison, and he can rejoin an NFL team and easily be the worst safety on their roster very soon. It's a little sad though, because I bet Baker would have been the best player on his prison football team. And the one judge who I know won't be giving Baker a second chance is Giants head coach Joe Judge. The Giants released Baker right before the season on September 8th, and now, according to the New York Post, the Chiefs, Texans, Bengals, and Dolphins all have interest in signing him. I think at this point, the only scenario I want to see is Baker signing with the Dolphins, living up to his first round potential, and defeating the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, who in my mind have won the NFC East at 5-11 and, and then won three straight playoff games. And after the Super Bowl, Baker screams on the podium, no judge can stop me. God, how beautiful would that be? Antonio Brown is back in the news. TMZ revealed that Brown, in October, lashed out at a security guard in his gated community for not letting in a guest without AB's physical presence. So Brown angrily rode his pedal bike like one of the kids from BMX Bandits to the gate where he threw his bike at the security guard or the security bar guard bike shack and destroyed a security camera. Now Brown is lucky because no charges are being pressed against him because the president of the HOA there is a Buccaneers fan. She actually praised AB as a hero for helping the Buccaneers dismantle the Panthers and said Brown simply had an emotional reaction that day. I'd do the same thing if Philip Lindsay destroyed any property I owned, so I understand where she's coming from. She also, though, indicated that she feared AB would retaliate against her employees, and it should be noted that AB called the security guard a racist bitch during his tirade, which is honestly less clever than calling Mike Mayock a bitch-ass cracker. Brown's rage insults are trending in the wrong direction. This was the Buccaneers' official response. We are aware of the reported incident involving Antonio Brown prior to his signing. When Antonio joined us, we were clear about what we expected and required of him. Thus far, he has met all the expectations we have in place. Now, if I may, uh, I would like to translate that PR jargon for you. If we are willing to wait out a civil suit featuring sexual assault allegations, we certainly will not be deterred by a little property damage. The craziest part of this story is not Antonio Brown's actions. We all know he's an emotional ticking time bomb. The crazies are all the new Bucks fans calling this a conspiracy to ruin Brown's life just as he starts playing well. And here are just a few examples of what they're saying. 
innocent people just trying to sink him. Funny how the incident was a month ago, but they only start releasing this shit after AB starts bawling out for the bucks. Wait, I am just now realizing all of those comments and complaints are by some guy named Tom. Weird. Either way, Antonio Brown is definitely not innocent here. They literally have footage of him acting like a clown and destroying the security camera on October 15th. Nobody is trying to sink AB other than AB. This occurred almost exactly a month ago, which makes me believe AB has definitely changed. All people with serious mental health issues change for the better in one month or less. Good luck, Tom Brady. Better hope Giselle doesn't ask Brown to carry in the groceries when AB is already unwinding on the couch, or he's going to call her a banana. Produce procuring. Now, John Gruden, despite clobbering the Broncos on Sunday, does not appear to be in a good mood this week. Really? I mean, you could find a smart Alec bus driver in Kansas City who made some snide comments when we got on the bus. Maybe that's why we drove around the stadiums to tick him off. You know, this is ridiculous. Next question. That was his response to a question about the Raiders taking a victory lap in the team bus around Arrowhead Stadium after the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Another pissed off coach during a win, Mike Zimmer, is here yelling at his special teams coach after the Vikings gave up a kick return tutty. Yes, the Vikings do have special teams issues, and yet they're still not as poorly graded as my Broncos. Not once have I seen Vic Fangio yell at Broncos special teams coordinator Tom McMahon on the sideline. He's done nothing but do this all game. I think Zimmer and Gruden prove only the most unstable coaches, coaches get the wins. Here's uh, the only Broncos highlight from Sunday, and it occurred before the game even started. I'm really tired of watching video clips of Jerry Judy putting defenders on skates. On plays where the ball doesn't even get to him. Now, I don't know what the Raiders' ceiling is this season, but they are definitely a competitive football team. I do know the Broncos' offense has hit rock bottom, like a crack addict in the 80s sucking cock for a fix. The Broncos now lead the league in turnovers, surpassing the lowly Cowboys. The Niners are fourth worst and Washington is fifth. The common thread there is all of those teams have had significant injury problems and juggled quarterbacks. I'm okay giving the Broncos defense a pass because of the injuries. They have truly been devastating, but the offense doesn't have any more excuses. The only key player out really is Cortland Sutton and they've had plenty of time to figure out ways to progress without him. Watching the Broncos Raiders game, I realized the Raiders will lull you to sleep with their offense. Every play is like four yards, and that's why they're converting over 50% of their third downs, which is best in the NFL right now. The Broncos are probably best in the league at getting into third and plus 10 situations, so suck it, Raiders. Drew Locke is just playing really bad football. The question is, is he bad or does he just need time to develop? This chart, which I refuse to explain because I don't really understand it, would suggest he is very, very bad. Also, do we even trust the Broncos to properly develop him or recognize if he has what it takes to be a viable NFL QB? Seeing former Broncos play well on other rosters has me concerned about the entire front office making personnel decisions. Just how bad are my Denver Broncos? 
Here's a bunch of stats that will make you want to puke. They've given up 30 plus points in four straight games. The Broncos are three and six after nine games for the fourth consecutive year. Denver had five turnovers against the Raiders. That's the most in 50 games. No first half touchdowns for the fourth time in the last five games for the Broncos. Plus, Pat Shermer has absolutely no clue how to make an offense function with a running game. How he calls the runs, when he calls the runs, and which running backs he deploys are all the worst I have ever seen. But wait, there's more. From Zach Stevens on Twitter, here are Drew Locke's numbers. His completion percentage at 55, worst in the NFL. 213.9 passing yards per game, 26th in the NFL. Seven passing touchdowns, 28th in the NFL. 10 interceptions, second most in the league. 66.5 passer rating, second worst in the NFL. 39.7 QBR, third worst. Like I said on Twitter, all I wanna see is the offense progress. I do not care about the record anymore. Just get the ball to the open Jerry Judy on every play. Do not finish a game with four carries to Philip Lindsay, and for Christ's sake, be ready to be competitive against the Raiders next time you play. Unlike the Broncos, the Vikings are trending up. Not only are they on a three-game win streak, but Kirk Cousins' T-levels are off the charts. QB Kirk Cousins may not be great, and he may not be a textbook tackler, but he's still better at saving touchdowns than old Phillip Rivers. Now, primetime Cousins started this Monday Night Football affair 0-9 in that time slot. It is the worst of all time on Monday Night Football, and he ended the game with a win, breaking the curse. <laughs> and still having the most Monday Night Football losses all time ahead of those other losers like Joe Namath. Here's a lesson for Drew Locke. When Jerry Judy puts a defender on skates, throw him the mother-licking ball. It's exactly what Kirk Cousins did against a very good Bears defense when Adam Thielen embarrassed Buster Scrine for the game-winning touchdown. Thielen caught 100% of his touchdown passes when covered by Buster. Corderell Patterson returned his eighth touchdown for a TD, tying him all-time with Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington. The Bears really needed this because their offense can't score, and with shoulder-tackling Kirk Cousins on the prowl, you can't count on the Bears' defense to score. Fortunately, it appears that uh, Nick Foles escaped a serious injury at the end of this game, which is good news for Big Dick Nick. Uh, I'm not sure that's good news for the Bears offense though, which I actually believe might be worse than the Broncos offense. At the very least, they are more boring and equally incapable of scoring, which leaves all of their fans snoring. And even though shitty rhymes aren't as painful as sitting through a Bears or Broncos offensive performance. By eye test only, which offense do you think is worse? The Vikings might be ready for a little bit of a run. Assuming their defense is actually playing well and not just feasting against a putrid Bears attack, this team is taking shape. It was an ugly win on Monday night, but there is talent in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook was held to 96 rushing yards, 
which is the equivalent of holding a normal running back to 23 rushing yards. He did have a 46-yard run negated by a hold, but the thing is, Justin Jefferson might be the best rookie wideout in the league. So there are options even when Cook doesn't play great. If the Vikings can stay consistent in the passing game and Cook can have a 200-yard performance every other week or so, this is a sleeper team in the making. They just had a terrible start to the season and might be on the mend. Ooh, thanks for watching That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on the YouTubes. Have you subscribed to this channel yet? Week 10 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week 11. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet. From live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. And don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings for any bet placed on UFC 255. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use their promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 years or older. Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.